0: hello and welcome to the challenge solutions podcast my name is macy and i'm joined by caitlin and cole and today we're going to be talking about fashion aka how to look good without looking props to cole for coming up with that one so what are you guys' worst blind fashion blunder what's the worst thing you have ever left the house in without realizing it until it was too late
1: <laughs> uh, okay I can start my um I have this uh this shirt that I hate now I might burn it um, <laughs> <laughs> that it has this thing that kind of feels like a tag maybe a little bit small for one but totally just like when you're you know just like you know putting something on would totally think that it is uh a tag so I of course put it on the inside of the shirt um without totally like double checking everything in terms of seams and stuff just threw it on and went out I was just going over to my girlfriend's house so I wasn't like too worried and was just trying to get something on and uh and then in front of also her grandparents uh, (laughs) it was uh it was totally inside out but I got to yell at the shirt for it so I think that made it better (laughs) but yeah that so, was that was probably just one in recent memory.
0: What was the tag feeling thing like? What I don't it? know. It was
1: like a. I think it was like where they put like the like, like brand or something on it. I have no uh, idea. On was, the outside, I have something
2: like that.
1: Yeah, but like it's... the actual tag wasn't like a like a tag tag. It was the thing that's kind of like just like on the
2: right, like just
1: printed like onto it's the like shirt. A
2: little patch oh. that feels like a, a tag.
0: Oh. Yeah, but it does.
1: Well, it did stick out though. Yeah, it was weird. Some of them do. Yeah, it was it was really weird. I didn't like it, and it made me mad.
0: That's understandable.
2: <laughs> I think. Uh, one of the worst and most common things that I do is leave the house in mismatched socks, which I've tried <laughs> to eliminate by buying like all white socks, like all of my smaller, shorter ankle like socks are ones. white, yeah. and mm-hmm. all of my like longer socks are black. But you know, sometimes when I stay at my mom, I end up with some of her black ankle socks, and oh no, uh, they merge, and I leave the house wearing two different colored socks. I've also <laughs> done the same thing with yellow box flip flops, and I now only buy yellow box flip flops and different textures so i don't leave uh, in polka dots and zebra stripes yes.
1: <laughs> just just play it off as like a corgi type thing <laughs> i don't yeah, know this something is a like fashion like, statement it's like Absolutely. yeah this is, just, this is me showing off
2: also i just need to rant about see-through shirts for a second like there's a, a, a trend of like layering thin little see-through shirts but not all of them are obviously see-through if you're just feeling Mm -hmm. of them yeah those are the
1: worst I hadn't even thought of that
0: those are I never know when I need to wear something under something and when I don't exactly yeah that makes sense a whole complex
1: but I have had people been able to like see my tattoo through a shirt um that's awkward yeah, well, I mean, it's not like a weird tattoo. So, I mean, it, it you know, it's got a lot of meaning to it. But, yeah, I'm like, "Oh, oh, you can see that?" I it's just whoops. You know what yeah.
0: I mean? <laughs> Don't do that so. to like a job interview on
1: accident. Yeah, right. Jeez.
0: I think the worst thing I ever did was I have black Converse and I have red Converse. Shoes, oh no. Oh no. I no, accidentally <laughs> wore one of each. Um uh. <laughs> that was the Yikes. worst i I think that's worse done.
2: than my polka dots and see he-
1: yeah
0: it right. is definitely worse because
1: I, it like converse. it was a
0: nice outfit like it was converse you know I was going like yeah. casual cute kind of situation throwing on my converse it wasn't even like a leggings and converse it was like a planned outfit I think I was going for the red ones actually to be all cool oh, you know no. and then uh, casually wears two one.
1: different
0: colored shoes so
1: <laughs> yeah I like in terms of shoes I just have like I've got like Chacos, stocks, and then I have my everyday tennis shoes. And then I have like my really nice uh, basketball shoes that I'll take to games because they're Razorback colors, but none of them feel the same like at all. (laughs) And then those are just kind of like the four that I'll just cycle through unless I'm wearing like dress shoes.
0: Yeah,
2: I try to buy shoes that feel like really different from each other. Like right now, I just kind of have a pair of really nice sandals, a pair of ratty flip flops that I wear around my apartment when I'm like taking my dog out and things, Mm -hmm. a pair of ratty old tennis shoes that I wear to take my dog out, a pair of really good tennis shoes that I wear, which I'm terrified I'm going to accidentally mix up with the old tennis shoes and Uh wear out together. And that's gonna be really (laughs) awful. Then I have like nice boots and moccasins that all feel really different. No, of course yeah.
0: So I have a sneaker problem and yes you do i have a lot of sneakers and for a while i would only buy converse shoes because i just liked them and i knew that they would fit me and i had to stop when i started mixing them up so i started buying other brands and then i'll like feel for the logo like i have a pair of vans that are like sneakers and i have some adidas and then i have but i still have my two pairs of converse um and then i so but like i wear a lot of sneakers i have a lot of shoes and I mean, like Caitlin said, most of them feel different. It's when you start buying a lot of the same brand, which I did for a while, that things start getting really complicated.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I have have a problem where I can like only wear certain, very specific, naturally, of course, the expensive ones, like, well, things don't fit me right most of the time. So when I find a brand that does, I'm really happy about it. And I buy multiple things in that brand
1: and it makes makes it
2: really hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually have a really nice advantage and that's called one semi-functional eyeball. It really does help a lot. Yeah, (laughs) I bet
1: it can help a little bit. So
0: if I have one black pair of Converse and one white pair of Converse, like I'm probably not going to mix those up because I can see the colors enough to tell a difference between those two. But uh, with those black and red, clearly there was not enough. And I usually organize them also. Like I have one of those shoe organizers. And so Mm -hmm. I match the shoes and I put them in there. But I think I was lazy and I threw them in the floor. And I guess I threw both pairs in the floor and I just, yeah yeah so Uh-oh. that was that was bad so
2: speaking of those shoe organizers I actually have a really cool use for those besides shoes uh-huh. uh, I like to use one of those I have one hanging in my closet and I will put like my outfits for the week in it because it most of them have seven slots so oh, okay. I'll just plan like on the weeks where I'm going to be going a lot of places and I need to make sure that I'm you know put together everywhere I'm going right. and not just throwing on ratty old leggings or sweatpants or something, mm-hmm. I will like plan out my outfits and put the outfits in each slot of that organizer. So I don't have to think about it every morning when I'm getting up to go to class or wherever I'm going. And it's super handy. Yeah. yeah that sounds
1: like it'd be good. Just like on a Saturday night or whatever. Just,
2: yeah. I usually plan on night. like Saturday or Sunday night and then just mm-hmm. do it for the week and I'm done.
0: Yeah. I- That's pretty cool. I usually, so I have another weird thing about like, I don't like things to be wrinkled. So all of my nicer shirts oh, are yeah. hanging and yeah. all of my jeans are hanging. So I actually do kind of the same thing and well, not at all the same thing actually. Um, but <laughs> I will, I just hang them in order. So I usually don't plan right. seven day weeks. I plan five day weeks when I'm in school. So I'll have Monday through Friday and I'll pick the yeah. five shirts I want and I'll hang Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I pretty much wear jeans or leggings with everything. So I just grab a pair of jeans or leggings to wear with it.
2: So with all that being said, how do you guys go about like actually planning your outfits as in matching things and making sure that things aren't going to clash? Like what's your process for that?
1: Right. I'll start because I don't have too much crazy to say. I, what I like to do is make things kind of easier for me in the forefront by making sure that, like, I wear a lot of gray and black, uh, like basketball shorts and stuff like that. And so I'll just wear, kind of lighter colored shirts and then use seeing AI to kind of get the colors. So I can get an idea, avoid anything that's obviously too horrible, but it's kind of hard to go wrong with like black shorts. And so I'll just, it makes it just kind of easier cause uh, well, I'm lazy. Uh, and then if it's cold, I just, you know I'll wear jeans and sweatpants and kind of do uh, a similar thing uh, of wearing dark colors.
2: Yeah, I do a really similar thing. I wear a lot of denim and black. So I have a lot of like denim shorts and Mm -hmm. I know any of my graphic t-shirts are going to look fine with those shorts. Same thing with like, I have some gray and black under armor athletic shorts that I know anything will pretty much go with. Right. Uh, So that's super easy. But also I use way tags to label things. And if you don't know what they are, you're missing out. We'll put a link in the show (laughs) notes, but they are, you can get them in all different forms, like stickers, magnets, clips, things like that. But they have laundry labels that are buttons that you either sew or safety pin into your clothing. And then they work through NFC, which stands for near field communication. So you can use your phone and an app to like write text to the tag. And then when you open the app and tap the tag again, voiceover will read back whatever you've written on that tag. So that's super handy with shirts that I can't easily identify by touch. Like I have a lot of shirts that I can just identify through touch based on the design or like the raised letters. Sometimes I can trace them and read them well enough to know which shirt it is, but sometimes you can't because it's a weird font or something like that. So I'll use the way tags to say the color of the shirt and then whatever it says. And it's super quick and easy for me to just scan the tag and know what I'm wearing. And I do the same thing for like, nicer outfits because you know you can't get away with graphic tees and jeans or shorts on a regular basis sometimes you do have to look more presentable and I have some like nicer shirts that have to be layered with specific tank tops and things like that and I'll like way tag it and say okay this can go with this or this right kind of like a
1: little system yeah
2: yeah like a little system and then I have like sundresses that all feel the same but are very different colors and patterns and I'll way tag Mm -hmm. those also
0: right see I have the problem so I can see well enough to tell what most of my clothes are, or if I don't know what it is, I can at least tell what color it is. And if I'm wearing it with jeans, then it probably doesn't matter. But <laughs> like you were saying earlier, I I have a problem with telling what is acceptable to wear with what, as far as like nicer clothes go. Like my daily outfit. Nicer clothes is, are just hard. Nicer clothes are, can be really and difficult. I mean, I have like navy blue capris, for example. Okay, and mm-hmm. they're just like cloth and whatever. But I was told that navy blue could be worn with anything but then it's like okay but can it though because I mean what if I have this shirt that's not nice enough to wear with the capris I don't understand what level of casual those capris are I Mm -hmm. don't it's hard because like I think other people can look around and just see what everyone else is wearing and look in magazines and stuff and I guess they just kind of know but yeah I just don't I mean honestly when I start to wear outfits that I haven't worn before and I think like oh, maybe this would look good with this. Then I have to check with someone and be like, is this a normal thing to be wearing?
1: <laughs> right. Do you yeah. guys have that
0: problem also? Or is that just me? No,
2: I definitely also have that problem with my nicer outfits. I have several different nicer outfits that I just kind of leave together. Like mm-hmm. I have a right. yellow yep. top and then yep. like a black skirt with daisies on it and a specific tank top that goes with that shirt. And I know that I can grab that specific outfit. It's all on one hanger in my closet actually. And I know if I put that on, it's going to look fine and presentable and professional. And then I have also several different like nicer dressy shirts that I know I can wear with any black leggings or my white capris. Right. and that'll look fine. And then I have some like really dressy, like I have, I think it's a pink top and I never know what to put that with. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely understand. I always, usually if I have to look nice, somebody's going to check my outfit before I walk out the door anyway. Right. If it's yeah. like, if I'm getting dressed up for something, it's probably important enough that I need to have somebody checking it with functional yeah, just eyeballs. Get checked
1: in. Yeah, yeah. I definitely get that. If it's, uh, if it's something where it's like, too i i need to be too uh like too professional for something like you know like just like khakis or jeans i'll just i'll just put on slacks and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know just nice uh nice dress pants type thing and then just wear like you know button down or something like that so it's but pretty see, you're a guy pretty, that's yeah, easy. i know it's pretty simple as yeah. i was gonna say it's, you it's, don't have ruffles
2: easier. and lace to deal with nope <laughs> yes. I will
0: say dresses are kind of my best friend whenever I have to go out or something. If I can pull them off without like stuff under them, like leggings and stuff under them, because then your whole outfit's just there. Like you put on the dress and hopefully you know, which shoes are going to match it. And then you're done.
2: Exactly. But But, let me tell you as a dog handler, a guide
0: dog handler, dresses
2: not cool when you got to bend over to pick up dog poop. in
1: public. Uh Yeah.
0: I could definitely see that and I also have the problem of like in the winter when you like most of what I have are like you know sundresses right because that's all anybody sells that I ever seem to like so then in the winter like you have to put something under it and something over it and then I I'm always confused about like well can I put like black leggings and a black jacket over this or is that gonna look stupid like I never know
1: right yeah I'm not the person to ask (laughs)
0: so moving on from that and clothes in general what about hair like do you guys have a go-to hairstyle that you just kind of always use do you change it up a lot like uh how do you how do you go about dealing with whatever's on top of your head
1: (laughs) all right I'll start first because again I don't have a lot to say (laughs) I um I get the the same haircut all the time where it's uh, short in the back and on the sides, but longer on the top. It's uh, like a fade. And I have a product that I can put in my hair and I push it like up and to the left. So it kind of, I've heard, I've heard it looks pretty good and it's super easy to do. And I, if I'm too lazy, I can also wear it without product and it wouldn't look awful. <laughs> so I just figured out that that works and I'm just not going to change it. At least not anytime soon.
0: You don't even know how jealous I am. Of what you just said.
1: I'm so sorry.
0: It's, it's not fun. It's really I will never forget maddening. you for this. It's, it's understandable. I have a mane. I have a lion's mane.
1: A majestic lion's mane.
0: <laughs> yeah. Majestic is um, not, not a word I would use to describe my hair when I wake up in the morning. So, I either have to, I actually, I do a lot of different things with my hair though, just depending on what I feel like. If it's wet, I might braid it or like put it uh, back into a little knot kind of bum thing, which Caitlin actually got me started on fun fact. Or if it's dry, I'll like put it in a ponytail or I straighten it. I straighten it pretty much every day. Or I like pull some of the top back and that gets the mane out of my face if I'm super lazy and don't want to try to do anything with the rest of it. So I have several little like things that I do but then I always I'm never sure if it looks right because I can feel it and it feels normal and of course you want to feel it to make sure all the, you know it doesn't have any lumps or anything in the top but then I'm always afraid that the lion's mane is is like doing something that I'm unaware of and it's not gonna look normal in a couple hours (laughs) right
1: (laughs) understandable just a quick thing I wanted to mention that um it is something that I used to like worry about and be really struggled struggle with is so with the product in my hair there have been times where I didn't have the product that I probably should have had and you can actually like could see some of it
2: oh I I've didn't, had that happen before with you so and I,
1: and I didn't know <laughs> obviously because it kind of all feels like the same or whatever and so that was something that I had to do and so I had to kind of figure out which product would work and how to make sure that that wasn't you know because especially if you're doing it alone sometimes you want to double check with someone to be like, yo, does it look like there's a bunch of white stuff in my hair? You know right. what I mean?
2: Uh, yeah. Dry shampoo is like the worst for that. Like dry shampoo scares mm-hmm. me a little. I will not switch brands of that stuff without having a sightling check it real close several times
1: because mm-hmm. some
2: of that leaves like streaky white or gray powder. If you don't brush it through efficiently oh, and no. there's no good way to feel that you've brushed it through efficiently. It is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in terms of just, like, everyday hairstyles, though, I, so I'm very fortunate in that I have very nice hair that typically can be counted on to look mostly socially acceptable, no matter what I do to it, which is, yeah, it's, it's really nice. I mean, obviously, I kind of do have to work if I want it to look super nice, but if I throw it in a ponytail, it's not gonna look like a crazy mane, most of the time.
1: Wow. You just totally attacked Macy.
2: Yes. No. I
0: feel very... My ponytail does look like a crazy mane. If I want to have a cute ponytail, I have to straighten my hair first. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I want to look good, I got to straighten my hair. But
1: right,
2: if I just, you know, want to go, they're not going to look at it and be like wow she didn't brush her hair today or anything like that Mm -hmm. so uh yeah I'm very very fortunate in that regard but it did take me a while to like find styles that I liked I had layers when I was younger and that was that was so bad um So, now that I've allowed my hair to grow to all one length and just kind of let it do its thing for a while and be all uniform, it's so much easier to deal with. I, I bet I just kind of I braid it every night. I don't sleep with my hair down because it gets tangled when I do that. And then I do have a mane, and it's a problem. <laughs> But if I braid it at night, then I can kind of brush the braid out in the morning and either straighten it or throw it in a bun or a ponytail, or I wear it in a side braid a lot, things like that. I love the
0: side braid. It's
2: typically fine. Like (laughs) most of the time it is fine, but I do, I really do like straightening it and then uh, wearing it down. And that's, you know, when you're wearing your hair down, you do kind of have that fear of, is it doing something that I'm unaware of, but-
1: Mm Oh, I
2: usually can be counted on to just fall out straight, which is really nice. Yeah, I bet. So that's... my tip is find a hairstyle that you like that is easy to deal with.
1: Yep, that's yes. what I did.
0: Yeah. And Caitlin, I know uh, you and I both have kind of different methods of like straightening also. I mean, mm-hmm. I use... I will, I use a normal straightener. I use a chi standard kind of thing, put the hair in, you know, slide the straightener down. It's pretty normal. But you use a straightening brush, don't you?
2: Yeah. So I have tried to use a straightener in the past and never got good at it. I really, I don't want to have to do things to my hair if I don't have to, like the less time I can spend on making myself look presentable every day, the better I will be. (laughs) So I never liked straightening my hair when I was like, 13 and 14 years old, it took forever because I have a lot of really long, really thick hair. So I would be in there for like 45 minutes trying to make my hair straight. So I never really got into that. And I never really got good at using just a normal flat iron. And I didn't straighten my hair for the longest. Like normally I would just wear it up. Or if I get out of the shower and blow my hair dry, it falls out perfectly straight it's great
1: Uh, but yeah that's what
2: I did every day was I would shower in the morning blow my hair dry and then have straight hair and not have to deal with anything but now I have a straightening (laughs) brush uh it's by Lange L-A-N-G-E probably said that wrong but it is it feels like a normal brush you're not gonna have to worry about burning yourself unless you like really work at putting your fingers down between like the bristles where the hot plate is so it's you, you know, it's easier to deal with because you're not worried about grabbing the wrong part of it. Mm-hmm. If you touch it, it's warm, but not hot. And then you literally just, it's like brushing your hair. You pull it through like really slow and my hair comes out of there. Not like, it's not pinned straight like a flat iron would make. There's still some volume to it, but it is like straight and smooth for the most part. It's going to get like the braid waves out if I sleep in a braid. And that has really helped me a lot. I do recommend that for like younger, maybe blind teenagers who want to get into straightening their hair, but aren't, you know, super confident with a flat iron or find a flat iron difficult or that it takes too long. That's a really good option.
0: Yeah, for sure. I've been meaning to try. I've been meaning to try yours and I haven't yet. But I will mm-hmm. say that when I first started straightening my hair, well, part of it was my mom because she was very nervous about me using a, a flat iron. Oh, mine was too. And she actually tried to buy me like gloves to use to straighten my hair, like heat <gasps> protective gloves. I tried that also and you can't feel what you're doing. No. Those. and also, Gloves are the
1: blindfold for the blind. I'm sorry. My... I hate
0: them. Yes. Yeah, so that if anyone ever tries to get you those, just tell them it's not going to work because it's not, it's not going to be good. And also- Think about what happens if it's cold outside and you're wearing gloves or something and you run your hands through your hair. If your mm-hmm. hair is the slightest bit frizzy, which keep in mind that I have a mane, so it is, mine that does sucker's going to just stack straight <laughs> up. So do yeah. not buy the heat resistant gloves. They are not worth it. But really all you have to do is, I mean, you have to practice and that might mean getting a burn. You know, you might do it. I actually never have. I've never burned myself with mine. Um, Good job. But if that's what happens, you're not going to die. It's going to be okay, you know? Sighted people
2: burn themselves with their flat irons all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not the end of the world if you do burn. Your- I have burned myself with a flat iron. I grabbed it by the heat plates one day.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You have to be careful. I like to, like, follow the cord. Not really from the outlet. But if I kind of don't really know where the iron is, just find the cord even if you do have started the outlet and follow up so that way you're Mm -hmm. not just feeling the counter Mm -hmm. because you're not going to accidentally hit something that's really hot i
2: usually try to lay mine down with like the hot part facing away from me on the counter and then just grab it by the handle but for whatever reason i was being dumb and i laid it down sideways and uh yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i don't have enough room on my counter to lay it down with it facing me which or facing away from me which is really frustrating but also Caitlin, do you have any good methods for curling your hair?
2: Uh, My hair will not hold a curl, no matter what I or anybody else does to it. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) no,
0: (laughs) I understand. Mine is kind of the same way, which I, people can curl my hair and they have. I cannot. Mine
2: literally just falls out straight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, mine curls when it wants and how it wants. And then if you try to tell it anything different, it's not having that. (laughs) But I still, I don't know of a great way to curl it. I want to try like a curling wand because I think that would be good. Or also apparently they have these curlers that like spin your hair up in them. Like you put them on the end and it spins it up, which is also terrifying. And I'm not sure I would like that at all. Um, But I haven't gotten to try either of those things. So if anybody has any good
1: methods...
2: I have a friend who curls her hair a lot. A mostly blind friend who curls her hair a lot. And I asked this question. Apparently wands are bad because it's easier to burn yourself and your hair. Okay. I think she uses just a normal, like a smaller barreled curling iron that has a clamp on it. So she like clamps it down and then turns it.
0: Okay. But so the thing with me is that, and maybe I just need to do this more because I haven't really done it that much, but like... I just, when I'm running it down my hair, I just run it straight off the end of my hair.
2: Yeah, I think she, like, holds the end of her hair and then lets go as she's getting close and slows down. Uh, yeah, I, I need to ask her again because I don't really remember what she told me because knowing, I knew my hair wasn't going to hold a curl. I just wanted to know, right. but I do remember having this conversation and
0: yeah. Okay. So staying on the topic of hair, but kind of switching a little bit. I know Cole, uh, you're going to have to give the guys a lesson because like uh-huh. shaving your face. I know parents legitimately that don't teach their blind sons how to shave their face. So um, I'm uh-huh. sure you do that by yourself.
1: Yes, I do. First thing I would say is get an electric razor of some sort. I have one that works really, really well. It uh, You can like hit this button and it has like a... Part that flips out and is more uh similar to like a straight razor it's still electric of course and mm-hmm. so i uh will use that to take off like some of the the bigger areas and then you can flip it down and it basically has like a tri-bladed flat blade type thing it's really you can put it up against your skin obviously you know. It feels fine. And so that's, you know, where you can uh, smooth it out and stuff like that. It's like when I'm trying to grow out my beard, I'll do the uh, sh- the actual like kind of straight razor more like part and do that along like, you know, my jawline and stuff like that and to get some of the bigger parts off of that and then I'll flip it down and use the uh the tri-blades to smooth things out underneath uh underneath my jaw and on my neck and then you know obviously when I, if I'm taking uh my beard off like my girlfriend wanted me to do before prom uh-huh. uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, obviously use a straight razor and take off all of the all the big parts and then just smooth it over with uh with that tri-blade and it works really really well I know that you know isn't what everybody does but uh mm. that's what I've done and it and it really, I mean, is fine. I rarely ever cut myself. So thank gosh.
0: It's right. Nice. So do you just kind of feel to make sure that you got everything you wanted to get?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's nice because it's super easy to tell like, oh, okay, yeah, I want to smooth that back over. You know what I mean? Because it's right. I mean, you can totally feel it super easily. And it is the most infuriating thing because I'm like, all right, am I done? Oh, no, hold on. You know what, <laughs> what uh, I mean? <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yes. it's, so it's like, it's kind of annoying, but it's it's not too difficult, so. right Right.
0: it's interesting that you're pro electric razor which i mean you know it would make sense because it's on your face Um, but i actually tried an electric razor once of course for my legs because i'm a female um and i hated it like my my mom wanted me to try it because again she was a little um apprehensive about giving her blind daughter a razor which is understandable i mean not really but you know kind of so (laughs) yeah, we got an electric one. It was not it was not doing the job. I did
2: the same thing. It also did not cut it for me. Pun <laughs>
0: literally. <laughs> uh-huh,
2: there <you> go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so if anyone is uh, a parent out there, your blind child can and probably should use a normal razor if they're female in our experience anyway. And if mm-hmm. you're a blind child, Wow. and you're trying to use an electric one that's not working maybe talk about switching because that might work better for you for me definitely. i feel like it had a lot more control it was just all me it allowed me to get a lot like cleaner you know smoother kind of situation and mm-hmm. again like cole said you just kind of have to feel which is a lot harder i feel like yes for us. yeah i definitely do miss patches sometimes but for sure and if it's you not should... the end of
2: the world if you miss a patch Side of no. people miss patches all the time
0: Absolutely not. I'll be sitting in the car with my mom and she'll be like, oh man, I see a patch that I missed on my leg or something like that, you know?
1: (laughs) right. Yeah,
2: I think there's kind of this myth around like blind girls shaving their legs that it's like this really hard, scary thing and there's like all this potential for them to cut themselves and you know, a lot of parents are scared to give their young blind teenagers razors, Mm -hmm. And a lot of like young blind females are scared to shave their legs independently. And there's really no reason for that. As long as you, you know, learn to do it properly, which is not, I mean, it's not that hard. You can really do it all by touch and yeah, you're probably going to cut yourself, but guess what? So do people and you're probably not going to cut yourself any more often than they do. And if you do cut yourself, stick a bandaid on it, you'll live um (laughs) it's really not the hardest thing in the world once you learn to just do it by touch and you know get it as smooth as you can to the best of your ability feeling and like macy said if you miss a patch it's fine so don't be afraid to just try like everything practice makes perfect but you just have to pick up that razor and start shaving your legs and you know learn to do it well
0: yes definitely Mm -hmm. so makeup do caitlin do you i guess cole cole you don't do uh your makeup
1: uh yeah i have only had stage makeup done for uh for theater but i didn't even do it so
0: yeah well that's I think very
1: different from everyday makeup yes
0: so. yeah caitlin do you do yours at all um
2: no i never really got into it like I don't feel like I necessarily need it. I think I can make myself look good based on my hair and clothing and jewelry. And I don't necessarily have to incorporate makeup to, you know, look good and be presentable to the world. So I just never really cared I did dabble in it a little bit when I was younger and realized that yes, I could do it, but I was always going to need somebody to check it. And I didn't care enough to pursue that, knowing that I was always going to need somebody to check it before I left the house. And, you know, it was just more trouble than it was worth. And I decided I could dedicate myself to other things like making my hair look good.
0: No, definitely. So I guess, I guess I'll give the makeup spill then. (laughs) So I do my makeup regularly, pretty much... Not every time I go out of the house because, you know, sometimes you're just not feeling it, but most of the time, if I'm out of the house, I have makeup on and you'll see it in our YouTube channel. If you can see that, I usually have makeup on for that. So, I mean, I do have some residual vision, uh, but I don't actually use a mirror at all to do my makeup. So anything that works for me is going to work for someone who is completely blind. The only thing that might be easier for me is kind of seeing the colors in like palettes and things like that. But one recommendation that I will give is get smaller palettes and then you'll be able to feel what goes where especially if they're squares because the circular ones can get a little confusing but if you get like square eyeshadow palettes and then you know okay well this side is a cream and the next one over is a gold the next one over is a pink or whatever I wear a lot of natural colors so that's what you know, my palette would look like, but whatever colors you like, I will say if you use more natural makeup colors, it's harder for people to know when you mess up, but I also ah, makes sense. I'm not like the makeup expert that you'd want to go to okay I mean I do like foundation contour like highlight you know blush mascara eyeshadow or whatever I don't usually venture into like eyeliner I'm sure you could but I would not be the person to ask about that so it's really something that you have to do and you have to figure out what you want to look like what mm-hmm. you what kind of a makeup you want to have on and then you have to go from there and figure out how you're gonna do everything um uh, mm-hmm. pro tip though one more I had a really hard time when I was trying to figure out how to put mascara on without getting it all over my face because I would get it all over my face and it's really hard. So what I figured out that works best when I was first beginning is to take a round, flat cotton swab, you know, the, the cotton rounds, not a cotton ball. Put that against your nose and then use the tip of the eyelash brush until it touches that cotton round and then you're going to go a little bit back, of course, because you don't want to wipe it straight up your nose. And that's where your eyelash is going to be. And if you touch there, then you have kind of a reference point without getting it on your skin because you put that cotton there. So right. that's my pro tip. And then eventually you get to where you don't need the cotton anymore because you just know where the brush needs to be. You can also just use your finger and then wash your hands afterward. But that's what I did. I just touched the inside corner of my nose. And I don't know why I never thought to do that. But it took me forever to be able to do that. And it looked good. Also, if you get an eyelash comb and then wait until your mascara dries and comb that out, it'll pretty much get rid of any of the clumps that you might have. So Mm. yeah, my lashes were definitely the hardest part for me. And of course, like blending my eyeshadow and stuff, but mostly my eyelashes. So if you're having that problem, I was there too. I get it. I will
2: also say one thing that would be really good to do when you're going to first get into makeup is to go to like an actual makeup place where people do your makeup, let them like design a look for you based on what you tell them you want to look like, and then Mm -hmm. tell you what they're doing, what products they're using what colors are going to look really good with your complexion, all that, like get it professionally done and figure out what's going to work the first time instead of trying to, you know, experiment and do like all the different palettes and things based on what people tell you, like it's less room for error in the beginning. And I think that can help a lot. Also, I've never experienced this and I don't personally know of any. Body who regularly uses it I've just kind of heard it through the grapevine and talked to people about it but I think you can get like stencils to help you do things like hmm. eyeliner and mascara and things like that like a little thing that you put up to your face and then you can like use that as a guide hmm. and that could be something really good to look into if you really want to get like into doing your makeup on a regular basis.
0: Definitely. I've never used any of those. My fear is that I would move it in the process and it wouldn't be good. I think they have
2: little like gel adhesive things that hold it in place.
1: That's really cool, actually.
0: Yeah. So yeah, definitely uh, check that out. One more thing and then we'll move on because uh, I'm pretty much, you know, running the show in this section. Um, (laughs) So I also have had problems with like my highlight and my contour, even my foundation being like clumpy or cakey or not enough or not blending well. So, Mm -hmm. okay. All the beauty gurus will tell you not to do this, but hear me out. If you're having a problem, you might want to try it. Put your foundation on with your hands, and then you will be able to feel if it's clumpy, if it's liquid. Don't don't put powder on with your hands, um, <laughs> but if it's liquid, put it on with your hands, and you'll be able to feel if there are places that you don't have rubbed in good, or if there are you know big globs on your face, or if there's a really dry area where you don't have anything. If you're using a brush, you can miss all of that, which right. I have done. And then when mm-hmm. you do put your powder on, because I use powder highlight and contour. You want to, when you finish, maybe like run your hands around it a little bit and just be sure that you're kind of blending everything in and you didn't miss anything with your brush. Now, yes, I know your hands have oils that aren't supposed to, you know, really get on your face, but sometimes you just have to do what you have to do.
2: Yeah, I think the rule of thumb is use your hands whenever you possibly can because you're going to get the most feedback from that. Mm
1: -hmm. And also
0: ask someone when you finish. Call an IRA agent, ask someone around you, just, you know, be sure that someone verifies because at the end of the day, I don't know if I accidentally got mascara on my forehead, you know, I don't know right. what it looks like. So it's definitely always a good idea to check, but again, don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do it because you definitely can.
2: Absolutely.
0: But anyway, that is enough of you listening to me talk about makeup. I'm sorry for the huh. guy, um, that- <laughs> but yeah, I'm there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that.
1: I am actually still here, though. I Cole been is talking. here in spirit for
2: camaraderie for all of our male listeners. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. He's going through it, so you can stick to the end. The bloopers will be worth it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. But Kaylin uh, is probably the jewelry queen, and I think Cole wears a lot of bracelets, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I wear a ton.
0: So tell us about, like, jewelry as a guy, because you haven't, you know, we haven't, we've kind of been leaving you out of the conversation for a while.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. I wear, so I... Love bracelets. I also will wear necklaces, though the one that I did have, I am not currently wearing because the chain on it broke. I had one that was actually like a little braille necklace that said "strong," uh, and it was awesome. really cool. It was a good conversation starter because people are like, "Oh, is that braille?" and I'll be like, "Yeah," and they'll be like, "What does it say?" and I'm like, "It's strong," and then you know, whatever. Ali gave me one that had our uh, anniversary date on it, which was pretty cool. Oh, she had it like prof- like made. I think you can. There's somebody like on Etsy. I think that she's talked to that makes them. Um, yeah, I so, think like, I've that's- seen that yeah, that's super cool. And then um, bracelets, I'll just wear a ton of them. I like to wear ones that I can wear in the shower because I don't like having to constantly take them off.
2: and put them I on understand. Them. Yes, me too.
1: And so like I have on my left wrist right now, I have just like a little like, Red, white, and blue rope—one that I had from my first young life camp that I went to—I talked about that last podcast episode—and then on my right wrist, I have the one that I got from my last uh, Boy Scout trip, uh, Boy Scout camp that I went to, um, and it's these just like a—it's like an orange one—and then I also had. Um, I need to get a new one because this one's just wearing down, but it got had a, um, I think it's called mud, like MUD bracelet. And they have these uh, little stones that have words carved into them and um, they're really cool. And I had one that had courage um, that my mom also wore one um, because, you know, we both have glaucoma. And so we, uh, we both would wear one on our uh, right wrist, but yeah. And then I had a cross necklace that I wore all the time, although I need to get a new chain for it. So yeah, I love my necklaces and bracelets. They're just fun to wear, but I don't like having ones I need to take off like the chain ones.
2: Yeah, so as Macy mentioned, I uh, I have a jewelry problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way too much of it. I also try to wear things that are going to be hard to destroy because I do tend to catch my bracelets. Well, especially my bracelets. Sometimes my necklaces, I'm like my
0: backpack straps, door oh, Necklaces mm-hmm. on the backpack is never good.
2: No. Yeah. So I do try to wear things that are going to like last. I have like a set of jewelry that I kind of like rotate through that I know is gonna kind of go with everything and that has some special meanings to me and that I've had you know for a long time right I always on my right wrist wear a medical ID bracelet that has like you know name emergency contact information for my mom and then lists all my uh medical conditions because I was blessed with several different autoimmune disorders and then medical (laughs) badge on it so that Mm -hmm. one is always with me uh if you need A medical ID, and I actually recommend if you are visually impaired having some form of ID on you because you know, if something happens and you get lost or injured somewhere and you know aren't with your people, then you know people could need a way of contacting your people. So I think that's a really valuable thing to have on you. Road ID is a really good brand for that. Uh, Mine from them is just a black silicone band with a really nice metal clasp. And the medical ID portion is just like a little metal, like, badge that goes on the band and it's super indestructible. I've worn it in the shower. I wore it in the water park a couple weeks ago. It's been through a lot and it still looks fine. So, Sweet. good brand. Yeah. <laughs> Not sponsored. <Huh. laughs> I also wear a lot of just like black and silver jewelry that I know is gonna go well with everything. I have like a silver bracelet that says warrior that I really like. I always wear my uh, high school class ring which doesn't actually look class ringish. It's just a pair stone and then the band says write your own story so that's super special to me and I wear it everywhere Uh, and then I wear just like little embroidery floss friendship bracelets that Macy and I make for each other because we both have a bracelet obsession
0: Uh yeah
2: things like that that you know just kind of have little special meanings then I have a ton of necklaces that I wear a lot because I have a lot of really special necklaces. So those are all like silver chains and different pendants and things like that. So most of what I wear on a regular basis is just like silver and black and gonna go with a lot of things and doesn't necessarily look super dressy. But then I do have some like nicer jewelry. I have like a really nice little infinity cross that I wear when I need to look good. And like one that looks like silver coins on a chain that I wear uh, when I need to look professional. I know that one goes really well with like my maroon colored top that I wear with black leggings when I need to look nice. So Mm -hmm. I like having a couple of dressy pieces that I can wear with professional outfits and I know kind of what goes with what. So no, you know, nothing super fancy. I don't have a ton of elaborate, like, different colors that I'm trying to match with things. But I do have, like, things that I know are going to look good with other things, if that yeah. makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the nice thing about jewelry for the blind is that it's very tactile. Like, you're going to know, yes. you know, even if you mm-hmm. have things that are very elaborately colored, you're, you're going to know, you know, oh, this is my teal necklace that has a feather on it. I mean, <laughs> the necklace isn't teal. You know what I'm trying to say. Like this, this is accident in teal. This is accident in, you know, whatever yeah, color. Yeah, and that definitely. makes things super easy. Um, as far as what I wear, I'm super weird. I never, well, very, very rarely buy jewelry for myself. So all my jewelry is given to me, which makes it super special. Mm-hmm. I kind of go between different bracelets. Like Caitlin said, I almost always have one of our like friendship bracelets or something around my wrist. And then those are just like embroidery floss. So they stay on, they're like tied around and I wear them in the shower or if I go swimming or, you know, right, wherever. Yep. Then I have to mm-hmm. we wear them
2: until they get gross enough to cut off. <laughs> yes, yep. yeah.
0: If they yep. start collecting hair, that, that means it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a diamond necklace that my dad gave me that I wear pretty much all the time. And it's just a silver chain with a little diamond on it. And that's mm-hmm. honestly probably my favorite piece of jewelry. And I've gotten a lot of comments on it because it's super dainty but yet it looks really nice and it catches the light really well. So that's nice. I have my clash ring and I wear that all the time. It's gold and it, I mean, it looks like a clash ring for sure, but I wear right. it anyway. It has a treble clef on it. It has my name, has a pirate because that's my mascot. So yeah, I have that. And then, like I said, I have several bracelets. I have some nicer ones that I wear if I'm going to be nice. And then that I don't wear if I'm, you know, going to go to the lake or something, but mm-hmm. that's just pretty much, I mean, how it is. Most of what I have is silver. So it goes with everything. And I really like that.
2: For sure. I will say, I also forgot to mention, I have a lot of like crystal chip jewelry, like little gemstone chips strung on stretchy cord. Mm -hmm. Because I collect rocks and I love gemstone jewelry. And let me tell you, that is the most frustrating thing in the world to identify as a blind person because they all feel Mm. like a bunch of little gemstone chips strung on stretchy cord. And there's no identify. And then I have the ones that are like wrap bracelets that are just little round beads that you wrap around your wrist three times and then like secure with a clasp. And those are Uh. also horrible. So (laughs) yeah, I've ended up what I do now. I actually... This is a really nice jewelry organization tip if you have a ton of jewelry. Get one of those little like armoire I don't think that's the proper word but it's like a little cabinet that hangs over a door yes. and then the front is a mirror and you open it up and there are all these hooks uh-huh. and shelves and drawers and little cubby holes. Those are so nice so I've started dedicating a hook to each of my little chip bracelets and then I put a way tag like clip oh. on the hook and say what it is and what color it is and what outfits it looks good with. And yes. that has helped out a lot. I can see yeah, that.
1: that sounds like it can help out.
0: Yeah, I also have one of those over the door jewelry organizers. And I really love it. Because even if you're not blind, and you don't need it for the way tag purposes. Mm -hmm. It is super nice to have everything in one place. I used to have a big problem with my jewelry getting tangled when I had it on like jewelry hangers. I did that also. And
2: I also used to throw it all in a jewelry box and that was bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had the same problem. And that is worse when you're blind because when you can't see, well, if the strands are different sizes, then you're fine. But if you have multiple necklaces on small thin silver chains, then like yeah. there's no, the untangling them is such a mess. So yeah. But before we close, I have one final question for you guys. All right. Do you guys brush your teeth before you put your clothes on because you're afraid you'll get toothpaste on your shirt and you don't know, or is that just me?
1: No, I do that. I definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, I do that. But I also just like, I just turn on my shower and then while it's, while it's warming up, I'll brush my teeth. Um, I have
0: also done that. My shower um, doesn't warm up slow enough. Well. That was a weird way of putting that. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I should have said was my shower warms up too quickly. Too fast. Yeah. 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 I don't have time to brush my teeth in that amount of time. I know people that brush their teeth in the shower though, which. Well, that's strange. That is strange. And then I wonder, like, do you spit on the floor of your shower? Ew. I but mean. Also, yeah. it kind of makes sense in a weird yeah, way. It It, it does.
1: does. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. I can respect it.
0: Yeah. But I've never done it. It also seems wrong to me. That yeah. Oh, me no, out there's definitely. i never do it, but I don't think I can fault the people who do
2: it.
1: Yeah. Like, like there's definitely like something that I just, that is just like inherently seems weird about it. But then it's like, you think about it and like, yeah, you know what? I respect the multi-use.
0: Multi-use. But is it really multi-use? Because you're going to have to spend just as much time brushing your teeth. Really, it's more like wasting water. No, you can wet your hair while you're brushing your teeth. Yeah. Well, I guess. But it doesn't take me two minutes to wet my hair uh it takes me two minutes to wet my hair <laughs> that is uh-huh. fair yes it takes me about 30 seconds hair <laughs> <laughs> anyway I'm happy I'm not the only one that does that because I I don't like brushing my teeth once I'm dressed I'm so afraid I'll drop toothpaste on myself and and yeah. I just have I no idea
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I especially yeah.
2: don't like doing it in nice outfits because I'm afraid
0: oh yeah oh yeah yes. yeah
1: certainly would not
0: yeah But I think this wraps up our fashion podcast. I hope you found some of this helpful. Sorry if you're a guy, but I mean, Cole's here. So congratulations for making it through.
1: I threw in like at least three things. So hey, Hey, those were good
0: things. Those were great. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Yes. And if you liked this podcast, you should subscribe to the Challenge Solutions podcast on whatever platform you're using and send a link to your friends. Just don't let them think you're trying to tell them something. (laughs) If you have questions or suggestions for future content, you can leave those in the contact form at challengesolutions.org. For more content like this, check out our blog, podcast, and our YouTube channel. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the bloopers.
1: Oh, uh, yes, let me consent to my recordation. Uh, where are we starting? Where are we at a- Hello we and welcome to the channel. <laughs> okay. well, yeah, I got that part. Wow. Wow. As soon no, as I don't a, have passion, a- I can't fail.
0: Confident, yeah. It is,
1: it is a compliment.
0: Compliment, that's what I'm trying
1: to say. A confident. It is a <laughs> confident. Make my confidence.
0: Oh, no, we can't blooper that.
1: Oh, yeah, we're recording. I forgot about that.
0: Hang on. Let me.
1: Reconfigure myself.
0: I am continuing to dehydrate.
1: Caitlin is recalibrating. Money! We're good. We're okay.
0: It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Hang on, let me stop making mouth noises.
1: (laughs) It's kind of hard to stop making mouth noises when, you know, you have a mouth.
0: I keep drinking and my tongue is really dry.
1: (laughs) I am... I am going to like get called at a certain point.
0: All right, are you going to call at ten? Yep. Call. What? Why would you do that? Because I don't have a lot of other
1: options.
0: Oh. So we're gonna start off by. Uh no. Three, two, one, cut.
2: Yeah, I. <clears throat> oh, man, I'm gonna lose my voice. I think.
0: Sorry, I was swigging coffee.
2: Someone is hammering outside my door.
0: Well, beat me with a hammer and call me George.
1: They're getting <laughs> hammered. It's early.
0: Oh dear. What, what was the last thing you said? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Converse.
2: you're going to have to my watch screamed.
0: Oh. I'm coming, Moose. I do have some residual vision.
1: <laughs> yep. yep. Vision.
0: <laughs> vision. We yeah. have a, a really big motorized thing
2: coming through I do oh my
1: gosh uh,
2: yeah we're gonna it's, pause it's,
1: for a second it's, while that it's moves the on. transformers
0: i have to pee really bad i do like you know foundation foundation i'm ready okay all the beauty guru all the okay all the beauty guru that's a weird thing to say. I have to cut that. <laughs> 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 that that was supposed that to be weird. To I just... It's, I don't know. Okay. Okay. That's weird. Um, what am I going to say?
1: Just subtly throwing it out there for any guys that may be listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do.
0: There's not going to be any recovery from what's happening. Okay. <laughs> um... Okay. Macy, you said Clash.
1: You did say oh, Clash. Oh, my, my Clash. Swing. My just Clash. just going with it.
0: No. <laughs> hey, Cole, give us your Sid impression from Ice Age.
1: The L word, <gasps> leprosy. <laughs> no, Sid, starts with an L, ends with an E. Ah, yeah. Like. <laughs> Continue.
0: I also have one of those arm wires. Uh, arm arms. wires. It's, it's oh definitely I not arm. an arm wire, that's how you say it in
1: hillbilly <laughs> Arm wire! An arm wire! Yeah, I also have one of those <laughs> Arm wire! Arm war?
0: War! War! Arm war! <laughs> war. Chester
1: The three hardest p- things for a person to say. I'm sorry, I was wrong and or Orshishishire. Or- or sh- or sh-
0: <laughs> yeah, I also have one of those armoires on- <laughs> No! <laughs> okay, I'll just say jewelry organizer. Yes, and if you liked this podcast and want to see more like it, check out the Frick. <laughs> Thank you for watching and stay tuned- Thank for the- you for listening. <laughs> Three, two, one, cut. But I think that wraps up this podcast. okay i'm i'm ready totally ready where where do i need to start you want me to do the outro no then it'll be mismatched yeah i got it i got it just like your socks thank you for watching and stay tuned for for listening (coughs) stop the recording